He was thankful for clear skies and a lack of turbulence. The short ride in the Sikorsky S-76 from Boston was devoid of the sudden sideways movements and occasional rapid changes in altitude typical of helicopter flights. The swooping motions which created a thrill for some presented difficulty for others. He requested the morning meeting to avoid a return trip at night, when the human eye struggled to find a reference point on the horizon. This could result in serious spatial disorientation and motion sickness, and his day did not need the added stress. The newly designed Sikorsky was ideal for his trips to the vineyard. Most people think of the deafening thump, thump, thump sounds of the rotors, but inside the cabin, the redesigned Pratt & Whitney engines and noise-reduced tail rotor barely competed with his thoughts. Flying over Buzzard's Bay, he glanced out of the starboard side windows, catching a glimpse of the Black Hawk helicopter that had shadowed them since they passed New Bedford. To his left, he observed the lines of cars, full of tourists and gawkers alike, waiting for the ferry trips departing Woods Hole, taking them to the island. Naturally, security was heightened due to the importance of the vacationers, but the appearance of Coast Guard coastal patrol boats throughout Vineyard Sound was a reminder of the state of world affairs. As the pilot swooped across Menemsha Pond, he thought about the words used in the past that drew so much criticism from pundits. You didn't build that. There is some truth to the statement. Nobody gets rich on their own money. They leverage their wealth on the backs of others. Similarly, power is achieved through the adept application of your strengths. Machiavelli once wrote, He who wishes to be obeyed must know how to command. A commander-in-chief may be anointed with power, but it does not necessarily provide him the ability to command. He needs guidance. Today, help arrived in the form of a message, one that must be delivered face to face. The pilot gently set the Sikorsky down on the helipad built by the Corps of Engineers on his property just three weeks ago. Men and women in dark suits surrounded the landing zone, along with several golf carts. The welcoming committee was a little much, especially for his own home. He loved the Chilmark House, situated on the southwest part of Martha's Vineyard. The open floor plan and the floor-to-ceiling windows in each living space accentuated the panoramic views of the South Shore and the Atlantic Ocean. After the obligatory security check, he was escorted inside as a guest in his own home. It was an odd feeling. He was not accustomed to meetings outside of the sanctity of his offices in Boston. "'Hello, sir,' greeted David McDill, the White House Chief of Staff. McDill was not part of the inner circle." He filled a role as an intermediary, a conduit for the exchange of information. The president's real confidant, the person whom he trusted the most, was by his side, Valerie Jarrett. "'Good morning, David,' he said. "'It is nice to see you again.' MacDill escorted him down the steps into the sunken living room where the president finished a putt across the carpet to a makeshift cup. The president whispered something into the ear of Jarrett, who looked up at him and smiled. There is something between them, something more. Mr. President, your guest is here, announced MacDill. Jarrett hastily broke away from the President and smiled as she exited the room. Thank you, David. You can go now, said the President. Silence filled the room as Jarrett and MacDill exited, closing the doors behind them. Once the room was empty, the President smiled and spoke first. How are you, my friend? It has been too long. 
The men shook hands and shared a brief embrace. "'We've come a long way in the twenty-five years since we met at Harvard,' he said. "'I will always appreciate your assistance in landing the summer clerk's position at Hopkins and Sutter,' said the President. "'That summer changed my life. The summer Sololinsky changed your life.' "'Well, Mr. President, do you have something against the nine-hole course I built on the grounds?' he asked. "'We built it with you in mind.' All dog-legs turn left. Very funny, said the President. It's ironic. My swing produces a terrible slice, but it plays into a dog-leg left perfectly because I'm left-handed. I absolutely love your place. It's difficult for me to find solace. Somehow Chilmark gives me the opportunity to think and reflect. He set the putter aside and motioned for the men to sit by the windows, overlooking the pool.